So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. It's what Jin's talking about exclusively on the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. This is the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm Kyle Kreiss. Here with me every week is Greg Benevent. Hello. And we are on, It's it's been a good week because, sure has. because we're on a winning week. <laughs> but does that mean the tweets will be any different? <laughs> I don't Let's let's get straight. Let's get straight to the tweets. Where are the tweets? <whistles> All right. Well, mm-hmm. first off, you know, it was Ben's redemption, mm-hmm. right? Ben's redemption, according to <whistles> at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. Take that, Big Ben haters. <laughs> and I, I think he said that in front of the mirror. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine that was a chant to himself. He'd worked out a couple times. I mean, again, as I say almost every week, it feels like I am in awe of this man's troll game. Whenever the, <laughs> whatever the, the fan base is feeling, he takes the opposite uh, attack of that and manages to get the hate likes and retweets no matter what the team is doing. Well, he's not the only one, you know, mm. also at David M. Todd, who has mm. been a frequent Ben criticism. <laughs> Great throw by Ben. A plus. So, you know, we're back on the Ben bandwagon, just mm-hmm. like uh, just like at the Murdoch shot. Mm. I'm proud of Big Ben looking like the old days. Just slinging it. Was this an old day Ben performance? I, 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 I don't think it was an old days Ben uh, performing. Ben looked fine. I mean, uh, the only thing that looked particularly old about Ben was that enormous hip thing just like growing out of his side there. It um. No, I mean, Ben looked fine. He was he was slinging it. But from what I got from a lot of it, he was slinging it from the pocket. That made it not necessarily <laughs> like the old days. That was kind of new. It, uh, I also like, again, David Todd is, is about as measured a, a positive uh, uh, take as you can. Great throw. Not throws, not game. Throw singular. Throw singular. Well, how about uh, how about the more celebrated Big Ben fans out there? They've been quiet all season. Okay. We've got at one marvelous mind. Mm. I need everyone to shut the hell up about Big Ben. Mm. Big Ben played his off. Nice. Every time we take an L, y'all want to blame Ben. Give Ben his credit for today's game. Uh- it's rare that I get to agree with something that you show me on this show. And this is a case of that actually coming true. You know, I, I got to I got to give it up to uh, Coach Cower himself, who mm-hmm. I think had the message that put Ben ahead, at least in my in my eyes. <laughs> and I'm going to talk to Matt Canada because I'm Matt Canada. I'm going to say this to you. Let Ben do what he's comfortable with. What? Is it a short passing game? Let him do it. Is it to be no huddle? What? Let him do it. Right now, I say to you, Ben. Be patient. What? This is where you are. What? This is where you came from. When you go out, go out and understand that this is a product of your journey, and your journey's not over yet. Mm. Woo! How do you feel about Bill Cower there? Your journey's not over yet, Ben. That that was incredible. That was great. I agreed with every word of it, and I encourage those of you that maybe you know you don't have enough coffee or you're not sure how to get up in the morning, just listen to that recording, starting with the part of "This is where you are." At that point, you'll be able to go on with your day. That's right. Your journey is not over yet. Tell him. Tell him. Gosh, damn, Ben. That's right. (laughs) Seven's your guy. Seven's your guy. (laughs) And uh, we'll give the final word on the on the Ben redemption to at 
Mr. Hammer ZZ. Where's all those Ben haters at? Real quiet, aren't we? I don't give a what you say. He gives us the best chance to win. That's right. Where are all the Ben haters at? Uh, 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 apparently, they weren't on Twitter this week. They're writing drafts of their tweets for the next time the Steelers lose again. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised because, <laughs> you know, there was still a Ben is a bum crowd. Oh, even, after, okay. even after a statement win, we've got... At Fox Sports Radio, mm. a bounce back win for the Steelers, but don't give Ben too much credit. Wow, I'm, I'm so glad that Fox Sports Radio's official feed reminded <laughs> me, the person reading it, not to give Ben too much credit. That was going to be a real problem throughout the course of my day. That's bizarre for a major account to say that. I mean, a lot of these we get are annoying. This one's genuinely weird. You got it there. And, and look, I'll, and I'll, I've said it before. I'll say it again. These media outlets, they know that there's no fan base more passionate than the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler fan base. So they purposely put their clickable links, mm-hmm. their, you know, their troll bait, their hot takes. Always, every week, if you can include a Steelers hot take, guaranteed more clicks and more eyeballs than your than your Jacksonville hot take, even with Urban Meyer down there. It is an effective SEO strategy. It really is. <laughs> that's that's an industry. That's an industry slang. <laughs> Back to the Ben hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Let's Go WV Power. Mm. What part of being injured made Ben put on fifty pounds of fat? <laughs> What was he? I I think Ben's still being trim out there. Is it still trim, Ben? I I think Ben looks fine. I mean, I will say that Ben, even in his youngest days, did not look like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I mean, he was not a six pack abs kind of guy. He's never going to have the Brady avocado, you know, rub truffle oil on yourself or whatever it is diet. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Ben has always just kind of been just a bigger man. I mean, you don't have to be slim and slight to be a, a, a you know a very effective athlete. It's you know did the the fact that he was wearing like a whole puma shoe in oh, his in man. his hip make it make him look less flattering? It looked like a genuine oven mitt, like the kind <laughs> you'd use for like if you didn't trust your oven. Uh, I, I mean it. The truth, but again, by that same token, Ben was always a little bit you know maybe had a little bit of a god. I mean not just just but again not compared to like an average human being, but compared to you know Randall Cunningham or or you know someone of, of that ilk with the six pack abs and all of that. It's my quarter. Well, let's go beyond the optics. Let's get to the game. Mm-hmm. Here's the tweet from at S. Wayne Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. Steelers offense has been much better, but Ben has thrown three near interceptions. This could have been an ugly afternoon. That let's that let's let's pair that up with at Blitz videos. LOL, Ben played better today. He could have been picked off a couple times as well. How what, do we count possible picks in in a, in a game evaluation? <laughs> I mean, the, the, as soon as you start counting possible interceptions in a game, then you have to start counting possible interceptions the Steelers could have had in other games, and that makes it far far more difficult to leverage this criticism. Could there have been some interceptions that the Broncos could have held on to? Absolutely, but again, that the, it, it, it's hard for when a win that happens to be like ah here's this parallel dimension where the game didn't go right what do you think now yeah well are we going to start all these like well what about all the games we should have (laughs) won what about all the rings we should have had yeah maybe ben should have had three interceptions but maybe ben should have had six rings by now too maybe we all should have gone to grad school like you can't do this what if thing it doesn't it doesn't make any sense it's just you literally looking for a criticism not finding one and making one up 
you're not worried about style points. Tell him. <laughs> it's not about style points. Ben's could, what if three interceptions. All right. One more. One more piece of Ben hate okay. from at Davis pick six forty seven. Mm. I still say the, the Pittsburgh needs a new QB. If the change doesn't come soon, it's going to be Mike Tomlin or Big Ben. I feel like I said this last week, but yeah, Pittsburgh does need a new QB soon when Ben retires after this season. I I, I don't. Is it going to be Mike Tomlin or Big Ben? Yeah, it's going to be Big Ben because he's going to retire. It's not. This is such a weird. Again, it, it, you know, it's if you're saying I still say in the wake of a win, then even you know what you're saying is wrong and you're just (laughs) desperate to hold on to that madness. Okay, well, is is this a good point now? I'll give Mm -hmm. the final word on Ben to at the steel zone. Mm -hmm. The balls where you have to put zip on it and be accurate are the throws I've yet to see him make this year. Are we seeing enough zip or are we uh, are we seeing floaters? I don't know. I've seen some pretty good zip on the touchdown pass to Chase Claypool. Okay. Uh, pretty good. I mean, the, the balls that went to Deontay Johnson, he caught on the first drive seemed pretty good. I mean, I, 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 you know, as someone that's been watching football for the better part of my life at this point, I still feel unqualified to talk about the proper amount of zip. There's no zip analytics out there. When- uh, yeah. Like the next gen zip stats. I'm not sure how you, you know, measure qualitative zip, total zip. Uh, well, we'll have that formula. We'll get zip zip before the catch. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be coming soon. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Juju Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we the, the, the video went viral Wednesday mm. night. You know, he he did the his benefit. You know, he had surgery mm. and then still came out and did his benefit. I won't play the sound. It went it was going viral. I thought I'll play the whole two minute clip about how passionate he is for football and, and mm-hmm. the heart he brings. But then I thought, you know what? That clip doesn't really show to me the passion mm. that he has. The clips on the field show me <laughs> the passion. I don't need to see uh right. you know, I don't need to see let me give the first word to Juju himself. You know, mm-hmm. he said there's something that's said in our receiver's room. We call it positive land, where you stay in a positive mindset and let God do the rest. Uh, positive land. What uh, do, you, do you see positive land coming out from our, from our uh, offense there? I, I, I like the idea of positive land. I feel like, you know, everything we do is, is we go through the exact opposite of positive land. Like, that's what all of this is. It, uh, no one who comments on this comes from positive land. I love the idea of positive land. It seems like that's the kind of thing that you can hold on to when, say, hey, you've been on a three-game losing streak and you need to win this game. It is having your feet deeply rooted in positive land that give you a chance to make the play. All right. How about uh, I think at Alex Rumberg signed mm. up uh, signed up everything I want to say. You took a diminished salary to wear those colors, and you never gave anything but a hundred and ten percent of yourself to the game and to the team. A li- little bit of hyperbole. 100%. A little bit of per- by hyperbole, but but only a little bit. I mean, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, it's for again, and we mentioned this back in you know the bygone days of the the milk crate challenge. I mean, Juju was always in the best of shape. I mean, that's what allowed him to even consider making plays like this, where he tried to what truck a safety or whatever this was that led to the injury. I mean, Juju, you know, it's it's the other receivers they talk about being physical. Juju actually was he ripped 
every ligament in his shoulder. Jeez. Okay, this isn't you know. Oh, I stowed my finger in the car door <laughs> this morning, or you know. Oh, I was typing my ATM code, and uh, you know, no, he rips every ligament in his shoulder. Uh, is there anyone tougher? You know, how about <laughs> this? Is a key stat from at Stats Guy Daniel okay. Juju's thirty-five receptions on third down are tied for the fourth most in NFL in the past two years. Yeah, that's why I'm genuinely concerned about this injury. I mean, I know people keep trying to be like, ah, the Steelers have wide receiver depth and they can make up for this. Sure, they can, but Juju had a very specialized task that he excelled at. One of my all-time favorites, too, you know, from the the, the moment when he laid out perfect mm-hmm. uh, his rookie season to last year in a contract year when he's diving headfirst into the scrum for loose ball fumbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this guy, they say, oh, you know, Troy himself said the, the true mark of a Steeler is whether or not you could have played with past generations. Mm-hmm. And I think Juju definitely could have played alongside Heinz Ward, even uh, Swan and Stallworth. You know, uh, maybe even been more physical than someone like Stallworth. Well, there was speaking of past generations, there were a few years there where the Steelers did not have a wide receiver that could have taken a pass for 90 plus yards and they could have absolutely used that. So Juju definitely could have fit in with those teams. All right. Uh, but believe me, the, you know, Juju, it wasn't all love out there. <laughs> you know, th- this was interesting because a lot of people said, you know, oh, I can't believe I see these people uh, happy that Juju got hurt. Now, uh. I, I couldn't see people happy that Juju got hurt. But believe me, there was still a lot of <whistles> Juju uh, complaints here. Let's go to at Tommy Jaggy. This is going to sound bad, but I think the Steelers 11 personnel is stronger with Johnson, Washington and Claypool. Mm. Is that our strongest uh, lineup? Uh, I, I, I like to think if it was our strongest lineup, uh, somebody would have put that in before this. But uh, specifically looking at the longer version of this tweet, I see they have uh, Claypool in the slot where he rarely plays and they barely played him. And I think didn't they kind of intimate they're more or less not going to play him there. So, um, yeah, this uh, 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 this does not make the team stronger right now. No, empirically. Every uh, every Steelers fan with a podcast seems to think that <laughs> Claypool is going to play more slot because, you know, it, they, they they all watch the same play, I guess, on the All-22. Uh, absolutely, yes. That, that, that's nice that they're putting in that work. All right, let's... Uh, how about at fourth quarter comeback? Okay. Steelers shouldn't re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, that goes along with... How about at... At Chris Berg, I cannot wait for Juju to shine in an offense that utilizes him. Mm. So what is it? Do the, or is Pittsburgh better off without Juju or is Pittsburgh keeping Juju from being the star that he should be? Uh, again, this is one of those moments where the people on Twitter are far, far better at seeing the future than I am. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I can't say the Steelers shouldn't or should re-sign Juju because I don't know what this team's going to look like at the end of the season. I mean, they have so many other wide receiver issues and who's going to catch a ball and da-da-da-da-da or even what the market's going to be like for Juju. And I can't say definitively one way or the other. Would I like to see them bring him back? Sure, for the exact third down thing that we just mentioned. It, uh, I also think, you know, anything that leads to more of Ray Ray McLeod as a receiver running a pattern <laughs> is not good for the team. I hope to be proven wrong there in the days to come. Okay, well, how about uh, how about this? Uh-oh. At the Monday morning quarterback, things Antonio Brown was right about. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger, 
the Raiders organization. Uh, was A.B. right? Is it, is it? Should it really be Boo Boo Smith's shoes hurt? Oh, man. I, uh, <laughs> I just want to keep making that noise for like the rest of the segment. Uh, no, of course not. I mean, it's to say that A.B. was right about any of those three things would require going back and looking at all of the crazy things A.B. said. I mean, it's it's was 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 some of his criticisms correct? Sure, probably, because when you say enough crazy criticisms, eventually a couple of them are going to be right. Uh, of the three, I would imagine his criticisms were the least right about Juju Smith-Schuster because that was driven by nothing but A.B.'s jealousy. Okay, okay, I'll give you uh, I'll give you that for that. It'll just it seems like uh, you know a, a lot of a lot of revisionist AB history. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, you know I like I, I know his time with the Raiders was even shorter than <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> but but it's you know it seems like mm, maybe AB had uh, had the, had the upper hand there. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a, that's something about terrible people be, and organizations being attracted to each other. How shocking. <laughs> okay, well let's. Uh, so the polls went up all over uh, all over Twitter. This is from at Trib Sports. Do you believe Shushu Smithster? Do you believe Juju <laughs> Smith Schuster has played his last game with the Steelers? Seventy three percent yes, fifteen percent no, twelve percent unsure. We've got the same poll. This is a fan poll now from at Red Zone Layton. Was yesterday the last game as a uh, Steelers for Juju? Forty seven percent yes, fifty three percent no. What what is it? Uh, I mean, I, I personally, I would put myself in unsure. I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards no right now, just as we speak. I mean, again, my ability to see the future is not as great as others, but I could absolutely see the point of, you know, Juju and the offseason uh, rehab's going well. Things are looking good. He tests the market and maybe the exact same thing happens again. You know, someone maybe isn't willing to commit the big, big money to him, especially coming off of his injury. So he signs another prove it contract with the Steelers and hopefully he stays healthy through this one. And we have this exact same conversation with this exact same uh, uh, carousel of clowns a year from now I really hope so he's one of my favorites and if he went to another team and spent five or six I don't you know I can't root I don't know if I would you know I don't root for Manny Sanders anymore you know <laughs> I don't root I never rooted for Mike Wallace I never rooted for uh you know Joey Porter for the Dolphins uh you know would I will I would you know should we be Juju fans after the after the fact uh, I mean it, it, in terms of like wishing the person well when they're not playing your team sure but the idea of like wearing their jersey and like be, you know being like ah, i hope he does well i i find that bizarre i mean it's it's i only started rooting for you once you came to my team it's not like that's going to you know continue now that you're literally not doing that but then again maybe i'm just too busy you know i just want to bring up one more when it comes to juju here this is from at steel uk who i mm. think shares the story of everything that juju is not you know Mm. we talk about oh these kids today with the social media and this generation (laughs) you know back in the old days we played tough football and hard-nosed football those helmets were just hats with ear flaps yeah oh they were so tough back then but let's get the tweet from at steel uk uh on this day 1945 art van tone was a steelers player for four hours He left the NFL team after discovering they practiced too much for his liking and he never played again in the NFL. And I and I actually looked him up. He went on to coach at Austin P University with a career record of four and twenty (laughs) six. So, uh, you know, could Juju have played any generation? I think yes. And was everyone in the past as tough, hard ass? No. All right, we've got to take uh, we got to take a break. There's lots more to talk about because mm-hmm. I want to talk. About, oh gosh, I, we, 
you know, there's, there's so many more people here. we're mad at. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are we going to talk about, oh, uh, is he a hero or is he a villain? I'm talking about uh, Pierre. Mm. Uh, we've got, there, there was some booing still. I know everyone talked about how awesome the, the, the crowd was, but there was some booing. There's a lot of miscellaneous stuff. So much to talk to. <laughs> stick through the commercials. I know it's probably a fantasy baseball commercial. Just oh, stick, stick through it. We'll be right back. Hold on. Welcome back. We left off with the tease. We promised that uh, we would get to where let's. I don't want to talk about Canada. Pass on that. Okay. I don't want to talk about Benny Snell. Whew. I let's get to relief. Is he a hero or okay. is he a villain? I'm talking about James Pierre. <laughs> Do I have the sheet? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the tweets. Please. James Pierre. Mm-hmm. At Colin Dunlap, told you James Pierre was great. <laughs> we'll go. That goes with uh, at Steel Tweets. James Pierre with a four-point glove safe tackle. Mm. Uh, and then let me just get straight to after the game. At Dijon Kovacevic, James, pa- James Pierre asked if he thought the Broncos would come after him on the final play. He said, no, I knew they were coming mm. after me. I was ready for it. Mm. What is it? James Pierre, it was a rocky road of a game. Yeah. But in the fourth, and not you know, not even the whole fourth, but certainly uh the last the, the last play when it counted. Yes. It was it, it, what more could you ask of your second year undrafted cornerback from a small program than to make the game saving play did he get burned a little bit throughout did he get burned throughout the game did he give a big score absolutely of course he did if he was out there as some big shutdown corner all by himself he wouldn't have been the undrafted second year cornerback the fact that he had the presence of mind to make that play at the end shows that he is in all likelihood the third best corner on this team uh you know i think it's it's a testament to his talent and his coaching that he was able to make his play uh you know at the doesn't mean that he's going to the Pro Bowl anytime soon and we're going to put him in the Hall of Honor or nothing like that. But he was a guy that made the play when he had to. I literally don't know what else you could ask for. How about, uh, well, at Shutter McGavin says, ladies and gents, I give you our new Artie Burns, <laughs> James Pierre. What What's more important, uh, playing, you know, 59 minutes of bad football or one minute of great football? Well, I mean, it, it depends on what happens in, in those 59 minutes. But I, 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 I literally laugh out loud at the comparison from Artie Burns to James Pierre. Yes, the undrafted cornerback is the same as your first round pick from a major program. These two are definitely comparable. Good point. That tweet. Dum 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 dum. That's dumb. Is this any dumber? Okay. Uh, at Miked Up Sports, James okay. Pierre didn't have a good day by any metric, but he made the big play in the big moment. That's what we'll remember. Ah, uh, yes, because we're human beings watching a football game. Of course, that's what we'll remember. I mean, you can also remember him getting burned on the touchdown, and maybe he wasn't perfect at every play. But yes, we will remember him winning the game. You know why? Because he did. And I found it interesting that. Um, you know, well, let's 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 go on to other things that we'll, we'll get to. We'll get to Hayden and the other things we want to complain about. My oh. notes are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that's just so much going on there on a victory so week. So much hate this victory week. All yes. right, how about who else we mad at? Okay, let's, uh, which could be another great name for this podcast <laughs> if we didn't have the one we do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll go to at Melvin O two Minka has to not over pursue the hole. And once again at David M Todd Minka F minus. Mm. This is uh, this is where Pierre dragged down that running back oh, to save Williams. the touchdown. Yeah. What uh, what's what's up with Minka? I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, I don't want to make excuses for Minka. I mean, I've heard other places say maybe he hasn't played quite as well through this season as he had in others. And I don't feel qualified to speak on that. I do know that if Minka himself has to tackle the big running back in the hole, that something went wrong somewhere else. I mean, it'd be nice for him to make that play, but I'm not necessarily sure that should be Minka's responsibility. Is I mean, if that is his man, you know, mm-hmm. if everyone if everyone does their gap assignment and it's his job to come up in the running game. Yeah. We've seen some of that. I think he's done, uh, you know, he's been okay in the, right. in the, in the, the run game. See, that just did okay. I mean, it's, 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 the, 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 has he made, did he make the best of plays to get, you know, miss that guy? No, but it, it's, I mean, if we're going to say F minus on one play, isn't that what we kind of say on everyone with a mess up a play? You're either A plus or F minus. Yeah, it's, F uh, minus. Like, F isn't bad enough. Like, okay, I failed the test. Do I got to get an F minus too? All right. So, what about, what, uh, move on from Minka. Let's uh, let's let's put our attention on Tomlin. This is from Uh-oh. at Skeet since eighty eight. A okay. minute forty six left with two timeouts, and we did nothing with the football. Nothing. <laughs> All these clock management nerds. Oh my god! Is that you know? Could there be any reason why clock management isn't the number one priority for everyone at Heinz Field come game day? <laughs> it. it, it. For so many years, clock management was the way you would criticize Tomlin when things were going well. It was the one thing you could always say was that the end of the first half clock management was bad. It was the it was like the er criticism, the one that you could always pull out no matter what. I mean, is it disappointing in a situation like that where they don't score? Yes. Are there so questionable calls with it? Sure. But I mean, perhaps this is too much of myself living in my own fears, but they didn't turn it over. They didn't give up a big play and they went into the half with a big lead. Uh, I saw certainly would have taken all of those things when I turned the game on in the morning. You know, is there could there be any other factor than pure <laughs> clock that goes into these decisions? It, could it have to do with personnel getting onto the field, having to run a 20 yard dash onto the field? Could it have to do with uh, looking at their personnel to see what the play call is going to be? Could it be with trying to give someone an extra 20 seconds of breath, especially if they're out cramping out there? Uh, where how big is, is clock management on a, on a coach's priority list? Uh, I mean, it's it's something you'd like in an opportunity opportunity you'd like to take advantage of sure but uh like everything else it's it's other things you mentioned there's a gamble there's a gambling aspect to it and if you're up big why are you still making bigger bats yeah and do you want a coach that knows how to perfectly play the madden clock (laughs) or do you want a coach with no losing seasons (laughs) who's coaching this ball club mike t tell him bryant (laughs) all right on to uh let's go to at Dequito Bazzini. Mm. This is a rotten defense. All these number one picks and they suck. Let's not mask it anymore. All right, let's get specific here. We've got at Mark Madden X. <laughs> TJ Watt is getting quarterback money. He needs to do quarterback things. Quarterbacks in plaque every game. I mean, I'm I'm assuming for, you know, uh, um, to be to give like the best possible light of these tweets i'm assuming these were sent during the broncos comeback in the fourth quarter when bush wasn't out there and everyone did seem gassed and they moved down the field it um i do feel like you know we could watch football for the rest of our lives and not see too many drives that have what four fourth down conversions and one <laughs> three no three it was three in one drive 
for until the final one, which was the one Pierre picked off. And I was even saying to you as we're watching the game, the law of averages has to kick in here at some point. Yeah. It um would I like to see TJ Watt make a play on every single play? Sure. But, you know, it, it, did he have his best game? I don't know if he had his best game, but man, that Broncos defense looked pretty out of it uh, uh, for the first three quarters. Also, I don't believe we're seeing these tweets nor this furious comeback if Najee Harris hadn't had cramps because then they would have kept running and kept getting possibly getting them first downs or even that last one where Benny Snell was just like an inch or two short. Good point. You know, these tweets weren't out there when we shut them down to six points in three quarters, <laughs> right. you know, but then all the, you know, then the, the, the hate comes in here. Uh, here we go at PGH guy 724. Mm-hmm. Is it me or is Joe Hayden getting exposed all over the field? Mm. I'll match that with at Kevin Adams 26. You can't re-sign Joe Hayden. I love him. Love what he's done, but you can't re-sign him. What, what, what's, what was Hayden's performance? I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it seems like, again, if we have if James Pierre is on one side and Joe Hayden's on the other, I'm more looking at the guy that Pierre is covering. It, uh, I, I always feel a little weird judging cornerbacks because, like, if they miss a guy and it goes for a big play, that then I totally don't see what the other 10 guys might have done that might have led to him missing that guy. It, um, I don't know. I mean, at some point, Hayden is going to lose a step. Hayden is going to be... Uh, fall off from where from what uh, he was or even what he's been since he's been in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that necessarily happened in a game they won. You know, he, he yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him be a, a step behind some players this year. Mm-hmm. But I think to me, the key factor was after the game, when asked about James Pierre's interception, he praised Joe Hayden, saying it was Hayden yeah. who has been mentoring him all through the week and even all through the game, all mm-hmm. through the fourth quarter, all through that final drive. And keeping Pierre in the game, knowing that they were going to pick on him. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't see myself. I don't watch the All-22, so I couldn't see <laughs> what Joe Hayden was saying to Pierre. But mm-hmm. the fact that Tomlin made it a point to bring up Hayden in praise of right. uh, James Pierre's catch. I don't know. That says it to me. That says um, a lot. One last, one, last bit of, uh, one last bit of hate here. Okay. If, uh, at Colin Dunlap again, <laughs> two Steelers should be done. Chooks and Snell, I've seen enough. Uh, I'm assuming this was in the first quarter when Snell had, the, I believe, the bad uh, uh, penalty on special teams and Chooks we were just scared of. It's hard to say Chooks should be done after he played a great game against a guy that's easily going into the Hall of Fame and Vaughn Miller. It, uh, good maybe, he's just especially, maybe he's just especially good against Vaughn Miller and no one else. I find that a little hard to believe. It, uh, I, I also, something that you know I lose track of every football season and every football season reminds me is that offense of linemen are like any other athlete where they're going to have better games than uh, others and um, I had actually agreed with the I've seen enough of Snell part until that last drive where he actually ran pretty hard they were opening some real holes for him and uh, even though he came up a bit short and again I took that entire draft to be like oh this is what it would have been like if they hadn't drafted Najee like all season this is what it would have been okay two or three yards short here two or three yards short there you know what would have been Snell and maybe James Conner? You know who? Maybe uh, right. Who knows? Yeah. All right, we got to move on. Um, mm-hmm. I thought you know this. This I brought this up because it's not just Steeler fans mm-hmm. that are the worst out there. That's that's what I see in my timeline. Mm-hmm. But I just you know it felt good to me to know the other half also uh, lives in agony. This is these <laughs> these come from uh, these come from Broncos country mm. uh, at. M. Kruger, 1968. This team is uninspired and overmatched. Oh, mm. sounds like a Steelers fan. Mm. Uh, we've got at 
rock chalk Broncos. Coaching is a big part of what's holding the Broncos back right now. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, at Brian77G, bad preparation by coaches, slightly above average quarterback, and great scheming by the Steelers coaching staff. Mm, uh, I, I can't follow that tweet. Is that is that what he's saying about the Steelers, or are you saying that about the, the, first the Broncos? Two, but the okay, Broncos. the first two parts of the Broncos. Yeah. Okay, it um, yeah, that's it's that that that's the nicest. I mean, I thought I've always thought Teddy Bridgewater's a fine quarterback, right in the middle of the league. I mean, if Bridgewater was on a very good team, they'd have a good shot in the playoffs. It, uh, I mean, yeah, this is uh, uh yes, the, as you can see, this virus of being a hater spreads all throughout our country, and you can see it right in all of this here. You get the um, you know, what the other team does is great. What we do is terrible and we should blow everything up. That is the message of every single one of these tweets everywhere. And, you know, if you if you're not a Steelers fan, you're still lingering in in the, the sorrow of your losses. Here's at Arizona Cardinals in 2021 still tweeting Santonio's feet were definitely down followed by 38 red flag emojis that's so weird that the one undefeated team in the NFL tweets this out of the official account <laughs> that is so strange like but they have a weird social media feed there anyway I remember years ago people retweeting when they're getting blown out in some game and they were just like tweeting out like facts or cartoons or something well, was this even an issue was Saint, is it controversial that Santonio caught the ball I thought it was pretty definitive watching the replay in real time I mean it is both of his feet are done. I mean, it's an amazing catch and a great throw. I, I didn't know there was any controversy about it. it uh, well, I, I didn't know it was a thing until I saw that same tweet. Yeah, like, I mean, I, are, are Seattle still mad about Super Bowl Forty? I, I that I believe. Once I was in the Las Vegas airport on like a Wednesday in November, like five years ago, and I was wearing a Steelers shirt, and two people in Seattle shirts walked past me, and went boo. I got booed <laughs> in an airport by two strangers. Like, well, hey, that's how that's how you know you're doing the Lord's work out there. <laughs> Wave your towels at the airport. I wasn't even waving my towel. I was oh. I was at the airport. I was just going to the I was just at the airport. Like I wasn't anyway. But yes, I wasn't like, you know, shouting about how great like Willie Parker was in like twenty fifty. I was just going through an airport and two people booed me at uh, anyway. Anyway, uh I wanna I wanna move on to the fans in at the field. Uh you know, the tweet from at Kevin Adams twenty six, atmosphere in Hines is the best it's been all year. Old folks sold to those who actually want to be here, you can tell. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you know, against the against the Bengals, we booed the our fans booed the team practically uh, whistle to whistle. Um, you know, but a lot changes when you score a touchdown on, on your opening first drive. drive and then get a stop. You yeah, get the touchdown and the stop. Yes, that does set a tone. But I still heard there were ten thousand empty seats. In oh, the I stands. believe it. it uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a weird thing. I mean, having been there this year, it's yeah. This there is a real thing about so much of the season. Ticket holder base does not live within Western Pennsylvania. They fly in just for the games and they fly out. I mean, I flew back to L.A. the next day, and I can't tell you how many people I saw in the Pittsburgh airport wearing their Steelers stuff after the loss to the Raiders, and were flying out to wherever it is they live, Nashville, uh, Denver itself everywhere it's wow it's so the, really crowd, strange. the crowd travels home now yes yes right the, yeah exactly the, the yeah the home crowd at Heinz Field is actually the away crowd just in Pittsburgh gear well uh you know a lot of people weren't there but mm. one person who was there at Kaven Schroff tweets uh a DC federal judge has just granted permission for January 6th defendant Thomas Fee to travel to attend the Steelers Broncos game so you know wow th th this guy was definitely uh a verified Tomlin hater <laughs> 
you know, he's 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 got time to try to overthrow the government, but he still makes it. In, in, back to Heinz Field for the games. I mean, I'd be curious to hear what, what his attorney's pleading was that. Like, Your Honor, I, I plead the team is one and three. I need to be there to root for them. Or, or well, I would say, I, bad. I, I would mean, say, Your I'm Honor, a- this is Ben. This could be Ben's last year. Oh, and, uh, right. I can't. Uh, I can't. You know, I, I know that. I know I may be a traitor to my country, but I really need to. You know, see Ben get touchdown four oh two. Right. Exactly. Yes. That. That. Yeah. That makes sense. I. Whew, I was worried that didn't make sense for a second. Well, it's just good to know that. The, the Steeler Nation knows no <laughs> loyalty or borders. <laughs> All right, we got to get to uh, let's let's geesh, let's get we got a lot of miscellaneous things here. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get through this okay. uh, in like a in kind of a speed round here. Sure. Uh, at Pat McAfee show. Okay. The biggest storyline from the Steelers win was Mike Tomlin saying he wants a veteran quarterback next season. No, no rookie uh, in round one. Sure. I mean, I, I'd love a veteran quarterback too. I mean, why not? It'd be great if, wow, a Hall of Fame quarterback just walks through our doors next year too. That'd be great. Who knows if that's going to happen? That'd be a lot more fun than bringing along a rookie. Sure. Uh, Kerry Collins is still out there. Is he, is he Hall eligible? I don't know. Uh, Age-wise, yes. Yes. <laughs> At Rick Fish 412 Steelers sealed the game with a defensive stand after Renegade. Renegade worked. Renegade is back. It's never come out of my workout mix. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> At Dre Capolo. Chris Boswell, currently the third most accurate kicker of all time. That is amazing, because I remember watching the games with you that one season where he had that lingering injury or whatever was happening, and he missed on a lot of field goals. That just shows how accurate he's been the rest of his career. Right? We didn't give up on him at his lowest moment. Just like Art Rooney didn't give up on Bill Cower mm-hmm. in his lowest moment, and we're not giving up on this team Indeed. this year mm-hmm. at Richie Walsh. This is mm. from uh, KDKA. Mm-hmm. Father Paul just blessed the Steelers' field before today's game against the Broncos. I guess that's all it took. It's a shame we didn't do that in the other two games this season. Or the wild card game, I guess. Now, I always thought the Steelers were God's chosen team in the, in the first place. Is this just uh, doubly making sure? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, maybe, again, it's the kind of thing after a three-game losing streak, you're willing to try something new or perhaps a little more overt. All right. How about, well, you know, for every uh, every father that blesses the field, we have also from at KDKA, Steelers <laughs> and local authorities are investigating after someone spread their relatives ashes <laughs> in the stands and on the field at Heinz Field. So uh, we, we blessed it, but then and now it's haunted again. I, <laughs> one, I will say that for uh, decades, people have been doing this exact thing. They just don't make a big show of it. You get noticed when you like you dump a bunch of ashes on your seat or like throw them onto the field or whatever this person did. You do it with little bit of class you do you know what you're doing you do it like andy dufresne in the shawshank redemption you put a little in your pocket like the wall and then you drop it on the side that's how you do it not that i would know anything about this (laughs) oh is that a little uh okay all right you'll you'll level up for that Hey, it happens at Disneyland. It happens everywhere. It's got to happen at Heinz Field. All Uh, right. mm -hmm. uh, On to at Allison Sauntry. Mm. If you're broadcasting in Pittsburgh, you have to say confluence. Pretty sure it's the law. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what other where else do you get to use the word? I mean, it's a great word. It sounds cool. I mean, I I know I used it simply because I am a Steelers fan. I've been around the Steelers for so long. I use it uh, as a synonym for the word combination, whether or not that's grammatically correct or not. Like, you know, this confluence of beer and nachos was a poor decision, like that kind oh, of thing. OK, like it's, I always thought the two merged into the Ohio. Is that is that a synonym for confluence? Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think so, too. And I think that's probably better. That's why you notice I use the thing of like the confluence of like a liquid and 
of food. Like, you know what I mean? And then it merged into like the, it being a bad decision. But you're right. I think I think you're more correct. Than no, me. that's right. Because the Allegheny is a river and the mm-hmm. Monongahela is oil. I'm not certain what. <laughs> oh, that's mean. I don't mean it. Uh, uh, OK. <laughs> so glad we have the laugh track available in case. At Sprung on Sports, okay. Al Michaels is off this weekend. So mm-hmm. you'll have Mike Tirico calling Seahawks Steelers. Um, what? Everyone gives up on the Steelers, including the announcers? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, frankly, I read that. I got scared. I thought Al Michaels is not a young dude. I hope he's okay. I don't know. It, uh, I mean, it's it's. I always liked Mike Tirico. I just thought he was he, he had a nice, like very like chipper. You want to talk about a guy that lives in positive land? It's Mike Tirico. And, uh, well, hey, you're telling me that a Steeler team that might be three and three uh, <laughs> after the way we started isn't a team that believes in miracles? No. Well. Maybe Al Michaels doesn't come with Russell Wilson gone. I mean, maybe it's that kind of thing, too. It's not like the Steel, you know, I mean, this is still a good draw. But man, I, 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 the Seahawks maybe not what it was, uh, you know. <laughs> um, one more here at mm. Rashad Coward, uh, mm-hmm. who was, uh, you know, he he was fighting for a helmet mm-hmm. for, uh, all camp, uh, all September. He got he got cut mm-hmm. and, you know, he tweeted out. I just want to thank at Steelers and Coach T for helping me find the love for football again, hmm. mentally helping me grow as a man and a player. Once again, uh, I mean, this, this guy needed to be reminded about a love for football already. Wasn't isn't he a rookie? Well, I, I thought I thought he got signed by the Jags or something. Like he did eventually. I think he eventually found work with someone. But um, but yeah, that that's a classy move on everyone's part. I mean, to get cut and then to find work elsewhere and then to say this nice thing that, again, if there's nothing else you've taken from the last week, how great it is to have a football coach of your team with character. Oh yeah, level up. Le- level up. <laughs> All right, we we we've been going we going a little long. Let's get to uh, I'll give the final word here to well let's let's give it to a couple people. I'll give it to okay. at Brett two two seven. This was the most complete Steeler game I've seen this year. Sixty minutes and big plays when they needed them. Yeah. That, that 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 sounds like the kind of thing we said at the end of the game. I absolutely agree with that. Someone, it's always nice when we get to the final word because it's always somebody making a good point. Oh yeah, good points. <laughs> like at Ellie Finnerty, was it perfect? No. Was it better? Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, I, we, we the best is yet to come. I think. I, the, the, uh, I, I, like remember how I said at the beginning of this podcast, like that cower thing you should play at the beginning of your day. This is the tweet you should look at at the end of your day. Was it perfect? No. Was it better? Absolutely. That's a sign you had a good day. Oh, and, and you didn't have to use your AK. <laughs> how about at? How about Trey Essex himself hey. at Trey Day seventy nine? Mm-hmm. Just realized that every single Steelers opponent so far this year, including the Broncos, was three and one. That's right. We've been wow. playing some of the best teams in the AFC. Wow. I, that, that, that's a great point by Trey Essex. And it's it's so funny you mention that because now I can think back to when Trey started for the Steelers and how many criticisms people, the same criticisms you hear now of Dan Moore Jr. and Kendrick Green are the exact same ones they made at Trey Essex back then. That's right. Trey Essex. I mean, he was he was like a Finney, right? He stayed on the roster. And uh, I want to say he came in originally because of injury, but I could be wrong about that. He was a rookie that played much sooner than they anticipated. And it, and again, he made a whole career of him out of it, out of that. Uh, I could be wrong about some of that, but I know that he took so much criticism, particularly early in his career. How about at 
Adam Crawley. Mm-hmm. Steelers are just a home game against Geno Smith away from possibly being three and three at the bye. Wow, Has three that. and three ever looked so awesome? I, I, the thing is, if you'd ask most people before the season how you know it, the, the what the Steelers record would be at the bye, I bet a whole bunch of them would have said three and three before any of this started. Well, that's a safe bet, you know. Right. Well, uh, also too, just looking at teams that were playing, but yes, before the season actually began, yeah. And mm-hmm. how about for the the final word okay. at you're under arrest. <laughs> Nobody on this app should be arguing at all this week about Steelers. Nothing. Wow. Wow. That that that's even better than the just chill guy we had like a <laughs> month ago. That's great. So, you know, I, I'm I'm excited where we're at. We're gonna be uh you know, I'm calling it now. We're gonna be three and three going to the bye. Mm. And then we're gonna be talking about playoffs. <laughs> That's right. This Steeler team with, you know, big noodle arm Ben. We're gonna be talking about playoffs. So uh, I certainly hope that's all true. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, keep following us on Twitter. That's the only way we know if you're actually paying attention to us <laughs> or if we're just talking to ourselves. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Christ. Greg, uh, where are you on the uh, Internet? You can find me at Greg Benevent, G-R-E-G, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T, at Twitter and uh, Instagram. Keep listening to all the shows on the Behind the Steel Curtain BTSC <laughs> Podcast Network. All right. We're your one-stop mm-hmm. Steeler shop. All mm-hmm. things black and gold. All hot takes. All film review. All commentary. All facts. Mm-hmm. All Steelers. Until next week, just chill. Just chill. Just chill.